This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week, we recap opening day for Bates baseball and softball. Plus, we preview the Bobcat tennis seasons. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The baseball and softball teams opened their respective seasons at St. Joseph's on Saturday with double headers. Softball dropped game one to the Monks five to one before losing a tight six to five contest in game two. Meanwhile, the baseball team jumped out to an early lead in game one of their twin bill before the Monks rallied to win five to four. But the Bobcats got their revenge, staging a comeback of their own to take game two, six to five. Senior captain and center fielder Christian Beal starred at the plate for the baseball team in both games finishing the doubleheader five for eight with three runs scored, two RBIs, and a stolen base, making him our male Bobcat of the week. Christian, you finally got back out there with your teammates after what's been such a long time. I know you played some summer ball and stuff, but what was it like finally being back out there on the field? I saw you definitely, you know, taking a leadership role out there, but what was it like for you from your perspective? Oh, it, was, it was a blessing. Um, I think that, you know, our energy was great uh, from the moment we got off the bus. I think that when you get off that bus and you finally realize that we're about to play baseball again, after such a long hiatus, I mean, it was special. Everyone kind of felt that was, you know, everyone talked, yeah, communicated with each other, each other when we got out, we got the dugout and was like, wow, we're finally about to play again. And, uh, you know, from that moment on, you know, we kind of were like, all right, let's calm down the jitters. Let's take care of business. And I'm really proud of my team for calling in that energy and, uh, you know, really focusing on our bats and you know, taking care of business. How about the first pitch of the game, Tyler hits a home run? I mean, that's crazy, right? First pitch of the whole season. Well, you're, you're on deck for that, right? What was that like to see? I mean, I knew it was going as soon as he hit it. I mean, that ball was crushed. And I'm, I was so happy for Tyler. I mean, I don't know if you know Tyler that much, but Tyler is an unbelievable dude. I mean, he works his tail off day in and day out. Um, and, you know, he definitely – yeah, I'm just proud of him, man. I mean, I think that he's definitely a guy who a lot of people, um, you know, want to work out with and pick their brain because he really loves researching baseball big on analytics, big on, you know, on social media, the baseball world, loves videos. And, uh, you know, I just really, I was proud of him to do that. Um, and I, I was proud that all the hard work he actually, you know, he put in um, turned into results there. And you saw results um, for him. And there was no better guy who take that first home run than him. So I was proud of him. And it definitely, you know, definitely started, started, us, off, started us off on the right foot uh, moving forward in that game and started our season off with a bang. So I'm happy. Certainly. You went five for eight at the play in that doubleheader. Uh, what were you seeing up there? What was working for you? You know what? I mean, I think that I'm a lot more mature uh, than I when I was and I came when I, when I first started here at Bates. Uh, I, I know I say that as a senior, I should be more mature, but I think I was just, you know, picking out what pitches I could handle and drive. You know, what were my strengths, my weaknesses in the zone? Uh, you know, I took some away pitches that were great pitches early on in the zone that I might have swung at my sophomore year um, that I might have flew out to right field, you know, lazy fly out. So I took those pitches and really wanted the pitcher to come to me. I knew, you know, this year they were going to throw me a lot of off-speed pitches, um, and they did that, um, but I, I definitely laid off of those. I knew if I swung those, I would get in some trouble. So I just looked at my pitches middle in. Uh, Coach Martin and Coach Dutch really, really focused on, you know, talked to me about focusing on dealing with the dealing with the pitches I can handle and only really swinging at those and, um, and really, you know, doing damage with those pitches. And for me, that was just, you know, when those pitches in my zone, not missing them. And uh, I didn't miss them, and thank the Lord that they uh, – found green because, you know, sometimes you can hit them hard and they find glove, but I was really happy that they found green on Saturday, you know. Certainly. Now, 
defensively, the field, I, I had not been to St. Joseph's myself before. You, you might have been. I'm not sure. But oh, left, first, time. first time for you. Okay. So left field, short porch and left. Um, high fence, but short distance. And then center field and right field seems like it goes on forever. You know, what was that challenge like defensively, I suppose? I mean, I think that, you know, right away when I got there, I knew I had to go out and uh, test the warning track out like I do every, every field I go out, test the warning track out, throw a ball against the wall, see how the ball um, plays off the wall. Um, but it really, you know, a lot of the Tyler was asking me questions. Um, Antonio was asking me questions. These are new outfielders. And they kind of, you know, the questions they ask are tough questions. Uh, and, you know, that makes me kind of process and think more about, you know, how, how are we going to play this game in the outfield? Where are we going to rotate? How, how far are we going to, you know, go in and stuff like that? Um, but, yeah, that field was tricky. I mean, I think that when it came in, the way it came in in center field was really tricky for me because I didn't know I couldn't, like, sprint back all the, all the way because, you know, you really came in. So I didn't know where I was in the wall. Um, but it's baseball. You know, I know you heard, you heard me say that again. You know, I really – I'm not afraid of running in the walls or anything like that. So, you know, I just want to go out and make a play. There was a play in the uh, first inning, I want to say, Right off the right off the bat, um, Peter gave up kind of a hard hit ball over my head that I was really, really, really trying to go get. I was really hauling to get there, and I laid out, and I, I just missed it. And I was really disappointed in that because, you know, I thought that would have started the season off really, really nicely. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, got to get him next time. But I think that definitely if I played there more, if I was in midseason form, I'm, I'm getting there for sure. Well, yeah, I had my camera on. I was like, I hope he gets this because it's going to be a top 10 type play. But <laughs> yeah, you know, very well. <laughs> Yeah, you know, every top, everyone, I think everyone always, you know, pays attention to top 10 play, but not the ones that you don't, you know, you don't miss. So, you know, I think just keep that camera ready. It's going to be more. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the team dropped the first game, tough one run loss, but then you flipped the script on them. It was Bates rally in the second game. So what was the kind of message between games? And then when you fell behind early in the second game, what was the attitude like in the dugout? Allow you guys to come back, right? Yeah, I mean, I got to go start, start at the top with our leadership. Um, Coach Martin, he was proud of us with that first game. I mean, we didn't play for an entire year. And he was very proud of the way we swung the bat and the way we pitched and the way we played defense. I think one error in that game, after taking a year off and dealing with all the COVID um, circumstances and just, it's hard, you know, to go out there and play and practice and, you know, get the game like reps in. Um, so he was proud of us, you know, for that game. That game, you know, late game adjustments, you know, it's, it's tough to keep a team that's played 11 games in a row down throughout the entire, you know, the entire game. And, you know, they came back, kudos to them to swing the bat. Um, but, you know, we were proud of the way we played that first game. And we knew we had to come out and play a similar way the second game. But I knew that um, it started with me. And it started with me, you know, setting the turn early, getting knocks early and putting pressure on them. Um, I had to run. I know I stole a base in that game. And um, more, more guys, I just wanted to get the energy up and get them going early. Um, I think that it was a two-run single, right, in the first inning of that game. When you go up 2 nothing in the first, it's huge. And, you know, it all starts with, you know, scoring first and early, early and often. And we did that. And, uh, and then Lenny came in, obviously shut the door. But it was great. Yeah, you touched on that. Luke Linehan uh, making his collegiate debut and four innings, only one run allowed. I mean, you're watching the game from center. You, you have a good view. What was, yeah. what was uh, uh, so effective about his pitching? Oh, man, he pitched with a lot of maturity and confidence. That's what was impressive for me. I mean, he took the ball and he said, you know what, I'm going to take us home. And, uh, you know, kudos to him. And, you know, I, I, I was well, I was I wasn't shocked because I'm obviously I'm I'm very, you know, I believe in my pitchers uh, and I believed in him from the moment he started on campus. But I mean, the pace that he pitched at was amazing. I mean, he got the ball back. You know, if as a defender, I love guys who work fast. He got the ball back, you know, put his foot in the rubber and worked. He was a worker, kept working, kept working. Um, you know, even when he gave him a hit, he said, you know, I'm going to keep challenging hitters. And, you know, that's just something that kept me on my toes um, and, and kept all, all the outfitters on their toes. And, you know, so 
kudos to uh, Luke. We're going to need him this year a lot. I know he's just getting started. So, you know, I, I'm excited to see what he does for the rest of the year because he's a big part of our pitching staff. Yeah, I was talking to Coach Martin before the doubleheader, and he said, I have no idea what to expect because we've barely been on the field. Uh, yeah. what, what are your initial impressions of the team after these first two games? I mean, what are you guys be working on? It seems like it's optimistic considering how you guys play, right? Yeah, I mean, I touched on it, I think, two weeks ago when we were in an interview. You know, I said that I wanted to make sure we were focused um, and controlled because there's going to be a lot of energy. And I think that there's always going to be a lot of excitement because we play only on the week, only, only on the weekends. So you have a lot of excitement building up to these games. Um, and I really just, I, I'm keep reminding my guys, I know you heard me during the game, it's just be controlled, be calm and controlled, but play with energy, but be calm and controlled. And I think that if we do that, we will win a lot of ball games um, because, you know, when it comes from our approach at the plate to the way we pitch, if we control it a week, we really control the game on all aspects of it, we will be successful. Um, this team that we have right here though, um, we're dangerous. You know, I, I got a lot of confidence in these hitters, um, at the, you know, who we, we put out there. The, the lineup one through nine is going to be deep. They're going to swing it. And, you know, I'm, I'm extremely excited to see, you know, what, what comes out of this uh, year for us uh, because we're deep. Yeah, you guys hit the ball hard. I mean, Brian Gotti's home run was a, was a monster shot out there to right, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, nothing he does surprise me because, I mean, he drove me in like, like 15 times my sophomore it seemed like every time I was on base he's getting these hard hit singles homers doubles it was just like every time I'm on base I expect him to drive me in and that home run was oh it was clutch and I was I was real happy I gave him a massive bear hug so you know I'm he's he's a good hitter though he gets he hits hard excellent well your thoughts on the first two games of the year you wanted to share we haven't got to talk about I'm just proud you know I, I don't think you know this is one of the uh we've had some great teams my you know my the sophomore team was good you know, in, in different ways, um, you know, last year's team was special. Um, but this, this year's team is, you know, I think the sky's the limit with this, this year's team. I think Martin did a great job of recruiting this team um, in terms of, you know, where we needed help. Um, and just the hitters that we have on this team is, you know, it's, it's dangerous. So I just, you know, we, we put it to, we put on show in the first two games, but I really think it's going to be great to see moving forward on uh, what we're going to do because it's an exciting team to watch. Although the softball team lost both their games to the Monks, senior Caroline Bass just keeps hitting for the Bobcats. She finished a doubleheader four for seven with a run scored, a double, an RBI, a walk, and three stolen bases, making her our female Bobcat of the week. Our female Bobcat of the week, Caroline Bass with us here on the Bobcast talking some bait softball, and Caroline finally got back out on the field there um, this past Saturday. How did you stay sharp over such a long extended offseason? Because obviously you had a pretty good start to your year. I did. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's definitely tough to stay sharp. I think we definitely practiced a lot in the fall, um, just like small team things, um, some like full team practices, that kind of thing. Um, I think a lot of it was just kind of, you know, being able to take that initiative and do things on your own and do things with your teammates. Um, and then over break, it was, it was kind of hard with COVID, not really being able to go to batting cage, not being able to get up, get with teammates and throw around. I think a lot of it was just kind of staying sharp mentally. And I mean, you know, they say softball's 90% mental. I think a lot of it is just kind of getting back into that rhythm, just staying on top of your game mentally. Um, and then just coming back to school, knowing that we have games coming right away, um, I think just kind of staying on top of my game, um, just getting right back into the swing of things, just that kind of thing. Yeah. 
and then you, you played left field as a first year here, and then you moved to center field after that, but you only really had one full season in center before. I mean, you had a couple games, a few games last year, but so what's that move been like to center field? How's that gone for you? Um, I think it's been going really smoothly for me. Um, I played center field for three years in high school, so I have a lot of experience in center field under my belt. Um, but I think just trusting my, myself, knowing that coaches for full trust in me, um, knowing that I can make the plays out there, I think that's been huge, um, just making the transition from left field to center field. And then as one of the senior leaders on this team, what are you seeing from some of the younger players who are just getting their feet wet in uh, college softball, right? Um, I think, honestly, I love this team so much. Everyone on this team is amazing, and they everyone has so much skill. Um, I'm really excited about um, the season and just being able to play with everyone. I think, you know, we have a lot of versatility on the team. Um, everyone's being able to move around a lot, um, that kind of thing. But I'm just really excited. Um, we have so much potential. I think, you know, these two games this past weekend, um, we didn't really quite get there. But I think, you know, like we're building on that. And I think we really could like do really well this year. Um, but I think I, from what I've seen, like I'm just very excited to play with the underclassmen. I think they're excited to play. I'm excited to play. I think we're doing really well and kind of like gelling really well together as a team. So I'm very excited. Excellent. So you're, you're a slap hitter there at the top of the lineup. You had a double that you drove over the left fielder's head, but it was almost like it looked like a check swing to maybe the untrained eye, perhaps break down that hit for us. I think, um, you know, I think it might've been a rise ball from what I recall. I was thinking, Oh, pull back, pull back. But by the time I made contact, it was almost too late. So I just kind of finished that swing. Um, luckily the left fielder was playing really in. So I was able just to poke it overhead. So I, I think I was very lucky on that aspect, but yeah. How, how often are you looking at how the fielders are playing you in terms of what you're trying to do at the plate? Um, I think if I'm seeing that they're playing back, I'm going to look, try and get like a line drive, just poke something through the hole. Um, if they're playing in on me, I'm going to try and muscle one over them. Um, I think it really depends on where the fielders are playing. If, you know, like outfield is playing at regular um, like uh, depth and then infield is playing in, I might just try and, you know, poke one through the holes. Um, I think it, it's definitely, it can, it, there's a lot of like variables that go into it, but I think just kind of like hit it where they're not basically. Right. Your approach to play, how much control do you feel you have over the kind of direction where you're hitting the ball? Um, I feel like I have a lot of control. I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm usually looking to hit to the left side of the field, which I usually do. I'm looking for that outside low fastball. I think that's that's what I'm trying to hit. Um, but I think, you know, I, I don't have the quickest back that swing on the team, but I think I do a really good job of just controlling where I want the ball to go. Excellent. What, you mentioned some of your younger teammates. Amanda Taylor had her first career home run uh, at any level, actually. Uh, what was that moment like for the team? Oh, my God. That moment was amazing. It was just electric, honestly. I'm so happy for her. She's been working so hard on her swing, just trying to hit the ball really well. And she has been hitting the ball really well. So I'm just really excited. You know, it was very well-deserved. And I was just so happy for her seeing her hit her first home run. Great. It was just announced that the softball team will be playing a doubleheader here at home tomorrow. We weren't quite sure initially. It's against St. Joseph again. So what are some things the team's kind of working on right now? You just came from practice, I believe, to prepare for another matchup against the Monks. I think a lot of it has to do with our hitting. Um, I think we just have to break down and uh, break down our hitting into small things, do 
one thing at a time, one pitch at a time. I think we're trying to put too much on ourselves. And I think we just have to take it one at at a time, um, just make solid contact and um, we'll hit the ball when we need to. I think we'll do a lot better tomorrow. And then just general feeling of finally being back on the field competing for you. Oh, oh, I'm so excited to be back on the field. Honestly, you know, like this past year, it's been really tough with COVID, but just being able to play and be back on the field, especially for my last season, I'm super excited to be back. Have you set any goals in your mind for this year? Um, obviously I want to win NESCAC, so I want to go as far as we can. Um, I think this season I'm just having to, trying to have as much fun as I can and just have as much fun with my teammates as possible um, and just let loose on the field and let her, let her rip. Saturday featured a pair of sophomores hitting their first collegiate home runs for the Bobcats. Tyler Atoll hit the first pitch of the season off the St. Joseph scoreboard and Amanda Taylor ripped a pitch onto the baseball field from the softball diamond for a two-run shot. We chat with both Bobcats about their first career long balls. We got a pair of sophomores with their first collegiate home runs on Saturday for the Bates baseball team, Tyler Atoll, and for the Bates softball team, Amanda Taylor with us here on the Bobcast. And Tyler, I'll start with you because it was the first pitch of the entire season for Bates baseball or Bates softball. <laughs> Tell me about what you saw on that pitch and what, what prompted you to jump all over it for that home run there. Yeah, so... Basically, before the game, when I found out I was hitting leadoff, uh, I talked with Christian Beal because I know he's had a lot of experience uh, hitting the leadoff spot. And he just let me know. He was like, if the pitch is there, you know, jump all over it. And first pitch right down the middle. So I just decided to get on it. I see you thought you might have only had a double initially. What was a little confusion there? Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. the, the dimensions are weird at St. Joseph, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird dimensions. That was my first time at that ballpark. But um, basically, I hit it, and then halfway down to the first base, I heard it hit the scoreboard, so I was pretty sure it was out. But I didn't want to, you know, be the guy that first pitch, first game of the season that's trotting around the bases if I wasn't for sure. So when I was pulling in a second, I saw the outfielder throw it in and then the shortstop. So they were playing it really like it was a double. So just to play it safe, I stopped at second. And then I heard Coach Martin and also the home plate umpire signal as a home run. So... I started jogging and the, the shortstop still tried to tag me. So I was a bit confused, but. Worked out, right? You got the home. Um, Amanda, you told me before the interview, that's your first home run ever, right? At any level. what do you see on that pitch? Um, you know, it's actually all a blur. I thought about it like in hindsight, like, oh, where'd I hit that? What is she going to throw me the next time I get up there? But until I saw the video, I didn't really even know where it hit because I think there's so much adrenaline after I hit it and just the excitement of knowing that like I finally did it. I finally hit a home run. And kind of getting to have that like home run shot and have all my teammates be there for me and that kind of thing. So I, I mean, obviously, obviously it was a strike. And the last thing any batter wants to do is kind of get in the hole with two strikes on them and no balls. So I saw it and I took it and it worked out. Going opposite field there. Is that something you normally try to do? No, in the entire game, I was pulling the ball. So for that to be an opposite hit was pretty exciting and good, um, a good change for the field and have them shift on me afterwards too. And then an emphatic jump on the home plate, I noticed. Was that, were you, as you go around the base, you're like, I'm going to do this, or is it just pure emotion there? <laughs> no, I think it was just emotion. That was the first time I've ever had that moment, just kind of, I guess, soaking it all in. Excellent. Tyler, you know, I'll ask Amanda about this also, but, you know, you're both sophomores, but you played in two games last season for base. Amanda played in four. What mm -hmm. has this adjustment been like? What have you been working on? How did you stay kind of uh, sharp over the offseason, um, the long offseason, right? Yeah, so 
obviously it was a really long off season. So I went back home um, and did a lot of stuff just at my house because I wasn't able to go to the park. And then during the summer, I was lucky enough to go play summer ball in Michigan, which was a big part of uh, what helped me develop as a player, just getting on the field uh, every day and practicing with guys from different levels who are really, really good. And I learned a lot from them. And then being able to come back to Bates and having a fall off season, which I wasn't really expecting because no one knew what to expect with um, how Bates was going to be, especially with athletics. So we were able to get on the field and practice a lot. So that was really big for me to try and catch up on all that those games we missed last spring. Um, and yeah, I think it helped a lot. And I believe Michigan, that was a Northwoods League, right, for you? Is that right? Yep. Yep. I was with the Great Lakes Resorters in the Northwoods League. And Northwoods League, pretty prestigious league. So uh, what was it like going up against some elite competition there? Yeah, it was uh, it was eye opening and it was a great experience. I learned a lot and playing against guys every day who were really, really, really good and played at a high level. And uh, just being around that type of talent and hard workers just really rubbed off on me and was a really good experience to just uh, see a bunch of different players. Amanda, same question for you. How did you stay sharp over the long extended offseason for the softball program? Yeah, so it's definitely a pretty abrupt ending to the start of our first years, our campaigns, I guess. But going home, just working on myself and being ready for when my number is called, something that I really focused on working out, running. And so over the summer, I was able to play with the club team, all the girls that I've played with for a couple of years now who also all play in college. I played on the weekends and during the week, and I also coached. So it's kind of all around it, um, kind of just, I guess, soaking up what I really, really missed. And then the fall, obviously, like what Tyler said, being able to have practices and still be around my team in practice, but also doing stuff on my own, just kind of hoping that, you know, one day like we'll have this season. Same thing over the winter. I'm lucky I have a lot of friends who also play in college and we would just kind of mess around and practice and get a good workout in. And finally, you know, coming here and being able to get out on the field and play on dirt was so exciting and something that I, would, I missed so much and could not be more excited to have this opportunity for. Yeah, and I think I've talked to both coaches talking about how this year is about just getting games in, as many games in as possible. I mean, I know uh, the, the, for the softball team, the second game was a close one there. I mean, what was it, What were your thoughts after the first two games kind of of the season about where the team is right now so early, obviously? Yeah, so definitely it's really early, and especially considering that it's been over a year since we've all played, let alone like playing like together. So I think that really – we got our feet wet. We're just scratching the surface and we got our chemistry. And I think we're going to look really, really good going forward. This is a good jumping off point for us. And then Tyler, uh, you're from Los Angeles. So West coast, uh, tell me a little bit about how fate first got on your radar here. Yeah, definitely. So I was at an event in San Francisco. Um, it was a high academic college camp, a bunch of different NESCACs, uh, schools from all over the country, really. And um, we were assigned evaluators and I ended up playing pretty well at that event. And my evaluator evaluator ended up being coach Martin. So that's when um, I first met him. And then he told me a little bit about Bates. And then after that day on the drive home with my mom, we, we started doing a little research because being from LA, I had no idea what Bates was. I, I didn't even know what the NESCAC was, um, believe it or not. But so we did a little research and then decided, you know, this would be a really, really great fit for me. Well, we've had guys from, um, and, you know, and women from L.A. before have a lot of success. Nolan Collins, obviously, yeah. he was a senior last year from Los Angeles as well, right? So did that have any impact on that? You saw some guys from California already on the team? Yeah, so after I met Martin at that camp and we talked on the phone, I eventually came on a visit. 
I was able to, you know, learn more about how there's really people on the Bates baseball team and Bates in general from all over the country and world, which was super interesting because going into it, I wasn't really sure what to expect. And um, I was able to connect with Nolan and, you know, ask a bunch of questions and really get a better idea for how Bates is. Awesome. Amanda, you're from New Jersey. Tell me a little bit about how Bates first got on your radar. Um, I knew I wanted to be high academic and I knew that I really wanted to play softball. And I think the NASCAC really offers the best of both worlds for that. And so pretty early on, I had my heart set on playing the NASCAC. And then I toured every school and I loved Bates. The first time I toured it, it was negative five, but it was so pretty and all of the snow and it just, the architecture was gorgeous and I couldn't resist. And I kept in touch and I followed up and made it happen. Was there any point when you were in high school that you started to think, I want to play softball in college? Yeah, I watched one girl from a rival high school go to Tufts, and she actually won the national championship there. And I was like, hmm, you know what? I want to do that. <laughs> I want to be involved like that. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Tyler, any thoughts in general about the, you know, the baseball team's first two games here? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, you were out there with, with Christian B on the outfield, navigating that interesting dimensions there, right? But uh, tell me a little bit about what your thoughts were on the first two games of the season. Yeah, first two games of the season, I'm, I'm super proud of our team, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. We showed a lot a lot of good stuff. Uh, we came out swinging, played good defense, pitchers threw strikes, and um, it was honestly, it was a really, really good first day for our team, and we had some some huge appearances from the first years, which was huge, and uh, it was really impressive. I was, I was really impressed by the entire performance from our squad, and, um, you know, there's big things to come, and I, I'm excited about it. Do you feel like you're kind of a first year also since you only played in two games last season yourself? Or are you are you considering yourself a sophomore at this point? <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's a great question because, like you said, I only played in two games last year. But up until when we got sent home, I, I was at Bates the whole time. Right. So it does it, it does feel a little weird. But at the same time, uh, I know I, I got to know the guys on our team pretty well. And obviously with the first years coming in, we're getting to know them even better. So I would say I feel definitely feel more like a sophomore, but it does help that our entire sophomore class was kind of cut short on those games. So we're all getting back into the experience. Amanda, how about for you kind of same question in terms of what, how do you feel in terms of being out there on the field? Do you feel like it's your rookie season or do you feel like a little more experience perhaps? Yeah, I think I feel like it's like my rookie season. I think academically and socially, I definitely feel more like a sophomore. I have those friendships and I've established those relationships, but on the field, it's still kind of new to me. You know, that was, you know, my fifth and sixth games ever as a Bobcat. This is my second year. So I think I'm still trying to acclimate and just get my feet under me. Looks like you were at third base, right, for the team. And um, yeah. you had a couple of interesting plays. That rundown was pretty cool, right? I mean, what were yeah. like out there defensively? Because that's a tough position because the ball gets to you so quickly, right? We practice that a lot or it comes up a lot in conversation when we're at practice and making sure that we're not giving them the base that they want, making sure that they're going to where they should be or getting them out. And obviously, I was really cognizant of running her back and making sure she did not get third base. But I knew that my team had me had my back and, were, and was backing me up. And we had a lot of girls involved but luckily on just run run one run down we got her excellent well I guess Tyler you know thoughts on uh your, your home run there I mean had, had you hit some home runs before I, perhaps uh, uh Amanda that was her first ever huh? what's that for you overall yeah so obviously my first collegiate home run yeah. I didn't hit any home runs in summer ball so I think the last home run I probably hit was maybe fall or winter of my senior year so it'd been some time since I'd hit a home run but um, yeah, it felt really good. I honestly didn't feel it off the bat. 
And um, it was a great way to start the season. And there's there's nothing better than coming back to the dugout and seeing all the guys fired up because we worked really hard and I like seeing all the guys all excited. So excellent. Amanda, any final thoughts on your end? It was definitely a really special moment. It was something, of course, I wish my family could have been there to share with me, but being able to, you know, go in the dugout and have all of my teammates be so excited for me and just get the team fired up was so special and something that I'll definitely cherish. Great. Amanda Taylor and Tyler Atoll, first career home runs at Bates there on Saturday. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Brian Gotti's two-run home run gave the baseball team the lead for good in game two of their doubleheader. The lead held thanks to first-year Luke Linehan. He tossed four innings of one-run ball out of the bullpen, earning his first collegiate win. Your collegiate debut, what were your thoughts heading out there from the bullpen and right field to the pitcher's mound to come in in relief there in game two? Oh, you know, it felt real good to be back out there playing baseball. Obviously, losing my senior year of high school was tough. And, you know, just the exhilaration to get back out there with um, playing with a new team, a lot of new teammates, great senior leadership. I felt welcomed and ready to go out there. When you're not pitching and you're out there in the bullpen, are you looking at some of those hitters or is it too far away? What do you, what do, you do when you're not pitching to prepare for possibly going in? Well, we're trying to look at the hitters, um, looking at guys' base running speed. Um, we're also listening to all the other pitchers who threw before us, you know, letting us know what, what guys are looking like, um, where we can get guys out. Um, so we're getting a lot of feedback, but, yeah, it's a pretty far look. Yeah, especially at that ballpark. But um, in terms of when you were out there on the mound, what was really clicking for you pitch-wise? Oh, you know, my fastball was really working for me. I was able to um, blow up by some of those guys there. And, um, you know, I wasn't really locating my curveball too well early on. So I tried to stick with my fastball late and that helped me get out of some tough jams like in the sixth. So definitely helping getting my fastball going was big for me, especially first start back. So it was nice. And then seeing the team rally to take the lead, that must have been uh, feeling good from a pitcher's point of view, right? Oh, yeah. Always awesome. We had some big hits there in the fifth inning, obviously Gotti with the home run, which was awesome. So. Obviously, a big momentum swing there, and I was lucky I was able to get the ball up 6-5 going into the bottom five. And how about uh, Coach Martin trusting you to finish that game off? I mean, you, you entered and you pitched four innings, and you got the win and then got the final out as well. What was it like going back out there for that final inning, knowing this this would be it if you can if you can hold the lead? Yeah, you know, it was great knowing that Coach Martin has trust on me so early. You know, as a first year, we got a lot of great pitchers on our staff, and I'm sure if I were to come out, we would still win that game because we got some great guys. But um, it was just great having the trust and my arm felt better and better as the innings progressed. And in practice, we haven't really, we haven't been able to get up to a lot of pitches. So it was just good to know that my arm's in that state right now where I can go long outings. When you were in high school, did you start a lot of games? Were you more, more of a reliever? How'd that go for you? I was more of a reliever. I was kind of a long reliever. I was more like four to five innings out of bullpens. We played some nine inning games. So that, that obviously we had some more innings, which helped, but yeah, I, I'm, I've been always pretty consistent out of the bullpen and I probably would have been a starter my senior year though, unfortunately. Oh, right. And the senior year got wiped out yeah. there. So how'd you prepare for college baseball, not having a senior year of high school? That must be very difficult. You know, it was tough. I was able to play in a summer league around in my local area down in uh, Southern Mass. But, um, you know, obviously with all the COVID restrictions, getting into uh, gyms and getting into different facilities over the winter was tough. So just trying to do the best I could to stay in shape, you know, keep my arm healthy. And once we got back, Coach Martin did a great job with the staff and getting us ready to go. So all credit goes to him. What's your initial impression of college hitters based on what you saw there? Oh, definitely, definitely a lot better, a lot more focused. They, they understand they're not really chasing at too many pitches outside of the zone. So you got to be more precise with your pitches and got to make sure that you got good tempo and trust your fielders because these guys will put the ball in play and you're not going to strike everybody out. So we had some great fielders too, Coyne with a big play. I mean, so 
I got all the help I could have asked for, and uh, we got the win, which is awesome. I was going to mention that coin throwing the ball home uh, when the infield was sort of in there, right uh, on that ground yeah. ball. Take us through that play and what you saw on it. Yeah, you know, I saw the ball come up the bat. You know, luckily it was right at him with the infield in. I was a little surprised at first to notice that the guy was going home on contact from third, but I just ducked down, tried to get out of the way. Coin made a great throw and uh, good tag by uh, Nowak behind the plate there, and that was huge for us, obviously cutting down that run of the plate. Yeah, certainly. So as a first year, tell me about how Bates first came on your radar as a possible college destination. Um, yeah, Bates kind of just stood out as a, one of the better NESCACs. Um, uh, I've always kind of been looking around in NESCACs. My, a lot of my family members are Boston College, so I've always been looking around in different areas. And, you know, Tufts, Bates, and all these different schools were interested. And, you know, I, I came up for a visit, and I just felt really welcomed up here. Uh, it's a great tight-knit community here. And it just felt like a great place for me to be. Coach Martin uh, uh, committed saying that he's going to help all of his pitchers, which he's done a great job so far. So it was exciting for me. I was very eager to get up here. Obviously, with COVID, we didn't know if it was going to happen. But thank God it did. And everything's going smoothly up here right now, it seems like. You mentioned Boston College. You went to Boston College High School, right? Yeah. Uh, is that typically a feeder to Boston College, or how does that go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get a lot of kids that go there. One of my high school teammates, he's a freshman playing there right now. So. Yeah, we got, we got, there are a lot of kids that always usually go out of BC High to Boston College. I think we had around 50 in our class, so always popular. Well, how are you enjoying Bates so far up here? I, I love it. You know, obviously, we didn't get, we didn't, we did not get to experience January weather, which was just a little bit nice, but um, yeah, you know, but outside of, uh, you know, the weather's been tough, but it's been getting nice out recently, a couple 50 degree days. Um, I, I love it up here so far, classes, everything, everything's going great. Excellent. And then, well, I guess any other thoughts on the game on Saturday and uh, you wanted to share that you haven't got to talk about yet in terms of your collegiate debut? Um, I just want to credit my teammates mainly. Um, I thought we hit the ball amazing uh, to start, especially in our first game. I mean, Tyler Tall, first pitch home run, that was incredible. Um, I thought, I just thought our hitters played, our, our hitters did so well at the play, very disciplined. We did very well in feeling and us pitchers, we just kind of did our job and we just threw the ball. Uh, in the strike zone and letting our fielders make plays and trusting our whole team. And hopefully we can build off that for the future. Excellent. Luke Linehan, a win in his collegiate debut out of the bullpen for the Bobcats. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. The tennis teams get their seasons underway this weekend. The men visit Tufts for a noon match on Saturday and the women host Tufts this Sunday at 1230. Head coach Paul Gassingay previews the season. We talked to you a little bit in the fall about um, you were able to practice. Uh, the weather was nice. You were outdoors. But they were in mass, but it, they were making those adjustments. How valuable was that fall practice season for um, both teams this year? Well, it was very valuable. I think, you know, the, the whole goal was to work on development and improvement. And that carried over into the beginning of the spring. Um, we weren't sure we were going to have a season. We, we thought it might be very unlikely. So this was a nice surprise, but our mindset from the beginning was we have to keep training and we have to keep developing and getting better because at some point we're going to need this. And, you know, everything you do today has an effect three years from now. It's a cumulative effect, exponential effect. So, you know, our teams are great about, you know, putting in the work and just understanding that, you know, today, if I win the day today, like it's going to have an effect down the road that's going to pay dividends. And so I think they had a, an amazing mindset, even though we, we did not expect a season, they were really working hard and uh, getting better.
Um, I saw some huge transformations with all our kids, all our student athletes from the first week when we were doing only an hour a day, uh, re acclimatizing to, you know, play and to, you know, the third phase when we were, you know, playing two hours and like huge difference in uh, just the stroke production and, and their patterns and the way they're playing. And I think they're playing really, really high level right now. Excellent. And let's talk about the captains on both teams. Uh, for the women, it's, it's Hannah Sweeney and, and Haley Washington, senior captains. Uh, tell us a little bit about what makes them such great leaders for the women. Well, I think they've been leaders from day one. Uh, and that's, it's really important that, you know, they had a voice as first years and they, they led on the court. They've, they've been, you know, very influential on the younger players and show them how it is to, to train and, you know, how to balance everything on and off the court. Um, they just have a great spirit about them. They're, they're leaders and inside and out, and they just, they know how to compete. They know how to bring their teammates along and, and teach them what it is to compete and have a great attitude. And so, you know, I can't say enough about Hannah and Haley. Uh, it's, I, I know it's coming to, to an end. We're just starting, but it's only, it's a short season this year. So um, they have been phenomenal. Yeah, we'll touch on that short season in just one moment. But on the, on the men's side, you have Owen Greenwood and Alex Kennedy as your two captains, uh, guys who have been uh, contributing a lot um, from the start too, right? Absolutely. And uh, both with huge games, massive serves, and they're, they're both big guys. So um, it's great for the, for the rest of the team to practice against their serves. Um, but they've, they've done a really good job uh, off the court, getting the team together, at least virtually, and, and promoting a, a good culture that, you know, we were ready to take off and, and run with it. Um, once we found out we had a seasons, they, they were already in the right mode. So. so let's talk about this short season. You have four matches for each team, right? We've talked a little bit about the coaches, just to clarify folks how any sort of postseason might work. How does it work from a tennis perspective? For now, we have uh, four. We've split up east and west with tennis in NESCAC, and I think we'll have four four matches. Uh, so we're we're in the east, and we have uh, Colby, uh, Tufts, Trinity, and Con, and the west has uh, Amherst, Wesleyan, Williams, and Hamilton. So. Uh, the winner of the Eastern division will play the winner of the Western division in a conference championship. It'll be a one, one match, two team championship, which is not normal, but um, it's what we can do this year. And, and that's fine. I think it's honestly just uh, great to get out and compete. That's what our student athletes have been really craving. So looking forward to it. And uh, such a short season uh, puts a lot of intensity on each match, I would imagine, right? Absolutely. It's sort of like that every year in the NESCAC. I mean, we have year in, year out, you know, maybe half of the teams in the top eight in the country and then a few others in the top 10, 12. So it's so competitive. You're, you're basically in this league having to, you know, like other sports, you have to win, you know, the national championship before you, you even get there. So um, but that's what makes it exciting and fun. I think it's a challenge. 
uh, I'd much rather play a challenging match and, and uh, battle and, you know, win or lose, you, you know, you put everything you had into it and it's, you know, a high level versus playing it. You know, we could fill our schedule with on another year with, with teams that, you know, we kind of just run through, but you're not really learning when you play those types of teams. So it's important to have a balance, but this year it's all NESCAC, um, five matches if you get to the finals. So a lot of first years on the men's team. Uh, uh, tell me about how that dynamic's been working out so far. Just a lot of newcomers. Yeah, we've had a big class um, just worked out on both both teams. The last, you know, like the first year class was a, a large class on both men and women. And this year, the men had a, another sizable class. We had a couple of those first years had should have been part of the sophomore class, but they, they took a, uh, a gap year after high school, um, which was really great for them to continue to develop and mature. And um, so that's exciting when I, when I see that happen. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty, pretty young, uh, but very talented and very hardworking. Everyone has that same mentality. So on a given day, anyone can, can push another player on the team from, you know, number 13 to number one. So, you know, that's, that's what makes it uh, a really productive practice. And what's wild about this season is for the, your sophomore class, these will be their first NESCAC matches, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. They, they were playing really high level last year and we got shut down, you know, with our, our seniors, um, who were waiting to play their first match because they had been injured. Um, so these uh, first years or now sophomores are, are, you know, chomping at the bit to, to play. <laughs> Certainly the women's team seems like there's, um, I mean, I was talking with Ali Friedman uh, first year on the women's team. Um, you mentioned it was surprising that you're going to have a season. I think everyone, women and men were surprised by this, but what are your thoughts on the, on the women's team? It seems like there's a lot of, uh, talent there uh, this season seems like a pretty deep roster absolutely it's probably the deepest strongest team we've ever had um it's honestly a toss-up where you're going to put people you know they all again can can beat each other on a given day and you know that's the most depth we've we've ever had and it's exciting and um so we have we have some interchangeable parts that we're trying to find the right right matchups the right uh, mesh for doubles and singles and um, and do, do the best we can and, you know, put our, our best team forward for the, the short season. What's been your main message to, to the team, what you're looking for this week, this upcoming weekend? I mean, basically what we do every day, right? We, you don't turn it on for the match. We we're in match mode every single day at practice. So that's what we talk about. It's like, let's stay the same and let's every day we're, we're gritty and we're fighting for every ball and, and we're hustling out there and we're, we're trying to be mentally tough. And, and so, you know, we've been playing a lot of match play in the last two weeks to, to gear up for that. And we've been playing outside as well. Um, you know, yesterday was felt like 25 degrees with the, you know, 30 mile an hour gusts. And it was, it was chilly, but, you know, I said, guys, we have, and guys and girls, we have to get ready and we have to play in these elements if we're going to play, you know, and be ready when we're playing an actual match. So um, some, you have to go through that adversity and feel what it's like so that you know how to deal with it. So I think we're ready. I think we're playing really good ball. And um, 
just really excited for the players to have a chance to to go compete against someone else. They're they're sick of playing their teammates. So, <laughs> who are some uh, up and comers who you who have really stood out in practice to you? Who who you expect to make a big impact in this short season, perhaps? I honestly couldn't point to one or a couple of people because I think everyone has been doing such a great job. It's, I don't want to single out someone. We're a team and, and we're really taking that team mentality forward that on a given day, you know, it might be your time. It might be your number that's called and, and you have to be ready to go. But I think everyone is ready. Everyone's practicing and, and ready to compete. So I can't say enough about the work ethic. Uh, even before we knew we had a season, they, they were turned on and they were just, fired up and and training hard so um can't can't say enough about the the mentality and the work ethic great well any other thoughts on this season coming up you wanted to share we haven't got to talk about yet i think it's just uh important for all our players to be grateful for the opportunity even though it's a short season you know no whining no complaining it's like we we got an opportunity to play we're going to wear masks it's going to be windy it's going to be cold but we're going to embrace it and we're going to love it because we just have been out of competition for so long and we're just so excited and enthusiastic to, to be able to compete that and just be on a bus together, socially distanced on a bus together. <laughs> so um, we haven't had a trip in a long time, so it'll be a blast. Um, but it's like gives me energy every day to be with with these teams because they just put so much into it and I'm on the court all day, but you know, they, they bring it, and uh, so it makes my job a lot of fun. Excellent. The men again on the road at Tufts Saturday at noon. The women at home versus Tufts Sunday at 1230. A reminder, no fans this year in attendance. However, we will have full recaps at GoBatesBobcats.com. Paul Gassingay, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Aaron. Have a great day. Besides the tennis teams, softball is in action on Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday with the Bobcats hosting St. Joseph's in a midweek doubleheader starting at 3 p.m. and Bowdoin coming to town Saturday for a twin bill beginning at 1 p.m. Then the softball team visits Bowdoin Sunday for a single game starting at 1 o'clock. Meanwhile, the women's lacrosse team also opens NESCAC play, hosting Colby Saturday at 1. A reminder, no fans are allowed in attendance, but you can find links to live stats and video as well as complete game recaps at GoBatesBobcats.com. And of course, we'll recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates.